0: Hey, welcome back to Training for Manhood. This is Dan Panetti. Hey, um, I want to start off with uh, maybe, I guess, a little bit of an apology. Uh, last week, I did not release an episode. Um, I kind of, I guess, I, I got a little bit behind, but I also had uh, a message that I wanted to share that I wasn't uh, super confident in sharing and um, decided not to. And uh, this week, I uh, kind of prepared this uh, message for a couple other audiences and. Uh, shared it with them and had a good response and just felt like uh, the message that the Lord had given me to share with you as an audience. Uh, I wasn't uh, faithful in doing that, um, but I want to share it now and uh, it's just an important uh, reminder in terms of uh, priorities and uh, life and uh, honestly if you 're a young guy and you can get this uh, right uh, when you 're young, uh, it helps out tremendously uh, if you 're an older guy like me uh, and you need a uh, a reminder of these things I think it 's really important, um, but uh, it started off uh, with some uh, some verses that I was reading. Um, I was uh, teaching in the book of Exodus about Moses. Um, at one point, Moses um, flees Egypt, goes to Midian, and it says uh, that he sat down by a well. And um, it was just something that kind of stuck in my mind. When you have ADD, um, you kind of you you kind of focus on things sometimes, and, and they just roll in your mind for you know days and uh, weeks later. And, and anyway, the whole idea of, of wells in the Bible. Uh, are just uh, super important, right? Especially for that particular culture that particular time, uh, having a well was really important um, and you know was thinking about uh, that issue. And so started um, just kind of looking up uh, wells and doing some research and um, used my new logos account uh, to do some great research. So thank you, logos. Uh, great, great Bible software. Um, app out there, or not really app, Bible software, great for your computer. Um, Phone version's good, computer version's better, more powerful. Anyway, um, but I was doing some research, and um, anyway, you know, the woman at the well, and uh, this well, that well, it's it's super, super interesting, uh, but ran across a particular verse that I'm sure I've read before, but had never really paid attention to it. It was in Genesis uh, 26, 25. It's talking about um, Isaac, and uh, I thought it was kind of interesting. Apparently, uh, Abraham had dug uh, wells, and after he died, it said they were filled in, and so Isaac's back out there uh, digging wells. and uh, And this is the verse, and I just want to kind of throw it out there, and then kind of walk you through it, and just kind of give you some practical, um, hopefully, um, wisdom. Uh, from um, from God's word in terms of like just doing life uh, in the right order. And, and this is what it says. This is the verse, uh, Genesis twenty six twenty five. It says, so he built an altar there and called upon the name of the Lord and pitched his tent there. And there Isaac's servants dug a well. And so as you think about that particular verse, if you want to go look it up, um, I think it's a comparison and um, an order to doing life. Uh, and the comparison really comes in in terms of building an altar and pitching a tent, and and sort of before you get to the digging the well, you got to focus on these two two uh, aspects, right? The building an altar uh, deals with your spiritual life, and the pitching a tent deals kind of with your temporary physical existence, um, and. Just kind of looking at the comparison and, and what's the difference between building and pitching. Um, and obviously, right, it, it's pretty self-explanatory, right? Building is, is a more permanent aspect, right? Pitching is, is temporary. Um, building is costlier. Uh, pitching is cheaper. Um, building, you know, involves planning and skill and labor, right? Think about, you know, building a house, Um the whole idea of, you know, going to the city and getting plans and getting blueprints and, you know, digging down deep and then building up. Right. But pitching a tent is, is, is simple and easy. Um, you can pit, pitch a tent just about anywhere. It doesn't take a whole lot of skill and practice. Um, and, and it you know doesn't cost you a whole lot because obviously the point of pitching a tent, I mean, think about this. If you're traveling somewhere, let's say you're going to the Grand Canyon and you're sleeping over, um, you're there to see the Grand Canyon, right? And so at the end of the day, you pitch a tent, you sleep in it, you get up the next day, right? You're there to see the Grand Canyon. You're not there to focus on the tent. And so I looked at this verse and I was just thinking about, right, this is a, a comparison aspect of um, the – you know the difference between you focusing on your spiritual life versus focusing on your temporary, uh, physical life. Um, and and anyway, I ran across a verse, and this is probably one of my. Uh, it's not a verse, sorry. A quote uh, from C.S. Lewis. I've used this several times for different things, and it kind of fits in with giving you this particular picture. Um, it's out of mere Christianity, and here C.S. Lewis is talking about your life. Um, as a house. And so it fits in with this whole building versus pitching, building versus pitching, wanting you to to grasp this concept. And so um, I'm going to read this quote to you. um, And and this is what um, uh, C.S. Lewis wrote. He said, imagine yourself as a living house. God comes in to rebuild that home. At first, perhaps you can understand what he's doing, He is getting the drains right, stopping the leaks in the roof, and so on. You knew that these jobs needed doing, and so you're not surprised. But presently, he starts knocking the house about in a way that hurts and does not seem to make any sense. What on earth is he up to? The explanation is that he's building quite a different house from the one you thought of. Throwing out a new wing here, putting on an extra floor there, running up towers, making courtyards. You thought you were being made into a decent little cottage but he is building a palace. He intends to come and live in it himself. And that kind of goes back to that whole concept of um, building your spiritual life, right? A, a life that is fit for uh, the king of kings and lord of lords to live in uh, versus pitching a tent. And I think the concept that I, I want to get across is the whole idea is I think today we get those things reversed. We pitch altars and we build tents. So did you get that, right? Scripture says to build altars and pitch tents, but I think we pitch altars and build tents. We spend more time building um, the things that are supposed to be temporary, right, and less time um, building the things that are supposed to be permanent, even eternal. Uh, And I think about that. Um, in terms of like you know when when Trisha and I were looking for the current house that we're in right now, I, I remember driving around to different places and looking for homes. What I was looking for for was a three car garage, um, and Trisha would go into houses and she would always say, um, you know, it's got good bones or it doesn't have good bones, um, because she would always see the potential of the house in terms of what she wanted to do with it. And so, um, just kind of a difference, right? When I looked at a house, right, I looked at at what currently existed, right? And I wanted a three-car garage. Um, but Trisha knew that when she would move into a house, um, there was going to be changes. There was going to be work that was going to be done. Um, and I think that's one of the things that, that kind of hit me is the idea of when, uh, when you become a Christian, when the Holy Spirit comes to reside in your life, um, does he come in and, and begin to make those changes? Does he come in and begin to make those transformations? And I think one of the reasons that this is a big deal that we don't really focus on building our spiritual lives uh, is because a lot of us think that we were kind of what you'd say, kind of like we were move in ready for the Holy Spirit. Um, Not a lot of change needs to be done because not a lot needed to be changed. Right. We, we um, we don't really think about those things in terms of like, what is the Holy Spirit coming in and changing? um, And he needs to transform our lives um, for, for, many of us, I know one of the reasons that we struggle with this is because we came to Christ at a young age. Um, And so, you know, the idea being when you come to Christ at age seven and the Holy Spirit comes in and resides in your life, right, the the things that he's looking at changing is, you know, hey, you're seven years old, you don't share your toys much with people. Um, There's not a ton of sin that is evident and out there in your life. But that's the concept, right, is, um you know, when the Holy Spirit comes in to reside, it's it's not just that they're dealing with sins that are evident, but it's dealing with the sin nature um, that needs to be addressed. I think about this from um, the concept. I have a friend; they were talking about one time. They were, you know, in a in a rental house or an apartment or whatever, and they had mold. Um, and the the owner um, wanted to paint over the mold, and they're like, "No, you don't. You don't paint over mold. You got to get rid of the mold. You got to, you know, tear it out, get rid of it before you." put on a fresh coat of paint. Um, and I think that's the the concept of this particular verse about building spiritual, right? And pitching tents is the building um, isn't just starting from scratch and building, but if there's a, a structure that's already there, if there's a life already there, when the Holy Spirit comes in, there's a lot of things that need to be um, torn down so that it can be Right, built up differently. Right, there's there's a renovation process that has to happen, uh, and that's for everybody. Right, that's that's for you know that that constant renovation process, that constant dealing with uh, sin, um, is a constant thing that you need to deal with as as a as an individual, and I need to deal with as an individual. Um, and so, just think about it just from a practical standpoint. Right, is if you had to compare um, your building versus pitching, uh, which one are you doing the building on? On your spiritual life or on your temporary physical life? Which one would you say you're building? Which one would you say you're pitching? Um, which one takes right, the time, energy, and effort? Um, and which one gets, the in a sense, the afterthought? Um, and I think it's just a, a great reminder uh, for us uh, as individuals. Um, I think about you know, in terms of um, time, talent, and treasure, um you know looking at those things uh you know what truly makes you the happiest uh when you get something uh from a temporary perspective or when you're investing into things that have eternal significance um and then there's there's a third part right and that's the digging the well and we haven't even gotten to that yet right cuz it says you know that that Isaac was uh, building an altar right pitching a tent and digging a well and I think that's kind of an interesting thing because the digging the well part, right, if you're doing those things in that particular order, if you're building a spiritual life and your temporary existence isn't getting right all the time, energy, and effort uh, that everybody else is putting into it, if you're just pitching a tent, I think you have the right perspective and the right time, energy, and effort to then spend on digging the well. I think if you're pitching altars and building tents, um, then you don't have any time, energy, and effort, nor do you have the, this, this the vision, right? Because you're focused only on yourself, so you don't have the vision to dig wells. And what digging wells means is um, that you're looking at the betterment of the community and the legacy that you're leaving for other people. Um, So wells in that particular culture, right, were for the flourishing of the entire community. You are blessed to be a blessing. Um, It's not just for your prosperity, but it's for your posterity. Um, And so it's looking at those who come after you, right, and leaving a legacy for the next generation. Um, And I think that's, right, so here's the thing, right? If you're building an altar, if you're building your spiritual life, then Right, You are pitching a tent you're you're not as focused on or not as worried about um, the temporary things, um, and you can begin to look at, hey, how am I blessing the community around me and what's the legacy that i 'm leaving for the generation coming after me? Um, but if you're pitching an altar and building a tent, uh, then i don 't think you're people who dig wells i don 't think you're an uh, individual who's worried about um, and concerned about how others are doing. I think you're concerned about how you're doing. Uh, And what happens is you're not looking to leave a legacy. You're not um, focusing on the blessing that God has given you so that you can be a blessing. Um, You're using the blessing, right? And, and right, you know, focusing on yourself and and building your temporary um, existence. So, guys, I just want you to uh, think about that, um, focus on that for a, a little while, um, go back and, and, you know, find this particular verse, Genesis uh, 26, 25, um, maybe let it uh, kind of uh, uh, soak in a little bit um, and, and just kind of do the comparison part, right? Um, are you spending more time, energy, effort, more time, talents, treasure, right? It's, it's, I think it's supposed to be a comparison between building an altar, building your spiritual life, and pitching your tent. Pitching, meaning, um, you know, the the existence of your physical life um, isn't the 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 emphasis. Um, and and here's the thing: I'll, I'll give you a four example, right? Because we talked about you know time, talents, and treasure. Let's talk about the treasure part, right? Because um, you know we're in the market for a new car, um, and I'll, I'll just throw out a number, right? And you know absurd number just to make a point, right? But but let's say we we're looking at buying a hundred thousand dollar car, right? And you say, hey, um, if I'm building an altar and pitching a tent, um, maybe I don't need that expensive of a car. Um, so what if uh, instead of buying a $100,000 car, you bought a $60,000 car? Um, what happens to that $40,000? And here's here's what I think. Um, I think the concept is, is whatever you sacrifice and whatever you give to the Lord, you get in return in eternity. Um, so in a sense, think about this, right? If you, if you sacrificed something um, for the betterment of others— right? What if you got that back in eternity? Um, and so the, the concept would be is instead of buying things that you can only um, use here, having, having the benefit or the pleasure of that, that thing here, um, what if you got the benefit and the pleasure of that thing for eternity? Um, and so just think about that from a, You know, economic standpoint, right? You're you're investing in your eternity as opposed to just trying to use things for the temporary existence that you're in. So, you know, whatever sacrifice that you make for others, whatever you give to others, whatever you give uh, to the kingdom, whatever you give to the Lord, right? Imagine all that stuff getting back when you get into heaven. um, But whatever you use here, right, it's gone. Um, And so that's that's where that whole idea of building. An altar and pitching a tent comes into the practical aspect, right? So think about those things. Uh, what are you using, right, to build an altar um, and developing your spiritual life and being used by God to make a difference um, spiritually speaking in the lives of others, right? Versus. What are you doing to make yourself more comfortable? What are you doing to, to better yourself here on this, you know, during the, the time that you have here? And, and look at that in terms of a comparison. Maybe ask some people around you and say, w- which one do you think I'm building? My spiritual life, right, or my temporary physical life, right? Which one do you think I'm pitching? Which one do you think, right, um, it, you know, is more the tent aspect? Is it my spiritual life? If you're tent, if you're, if you're building, right, your spiritual life and pitching your physical life, right, the existence here, right, then you'll be digging wells. But if you're pitching your altar, your spiritual life, and you're building your tent, right, then I don't think you're you're going to be worried about or concerned about digging wells. Um, so that's what that verse meant to me. And it's just something I wanted to pass on and share uh, with you as something to kind of sit on in on, uh, reflect on, right? Let it kind of bounce around in your head um, and ask yourself those questions. I, I think, and here's the thing, um, I think the the cool thing is um, if you have the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life, um, the one thing that he does super, super well is he convicts us. He convicts us of those things in our life that don't match up to God's best for our life. And so use this particular verse and just, you know, ask, God to 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 show you right. God, what are those areas that I'm building that you'd rather have me pitch right? What are those areas that I'm pitching um, that I'm not paying attention to that I'm not putting in the time that you'd rather have me build? Um, you know, what are the relationships? Uh, what what where's the time? Um, you know, where where can I spend more of what you've given me not on myself but on the blessing of others? and for generations to come. And I think that is a great um, just exercise to go through um, that men, we need to really do and really do well. So I just wanted to share that with you. um, Just kind of something that God laid on my heart. Hopefully it can be um, an encouragement and a challenge to you as well. Uh, And uh, um, go back. Spend some time on it, pray about it. Um, if you're not in a personal relationship with the Lord, um, these verses, uh, when we go to scripture, right, um, might be something that you don't really understand. That's the first place to start. Uh, is go through and say, hey, what's my relationship with God? And if I have never accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior, allowed him to forgive me of my sin um, and establish my relationship with God as my father, um, then that's the first place to start. Because then, right, the, the um, scripture says that right, God is going to uh, open up your eyes, going to give you the power of the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit, uh, to bring to light these things in Scripture, right? And then he's going to use this as a great um, opportunity to uh, to teach and to train you. Uh, and the cool thing is, is if God is the one who's building your life, um, then you can give the blueprint of your life to the Holy Spirit, uh, and he's going to make some significant changes in your life. He's going to do what C.S. Lewis right, talks about. He's not going to make you into a decent little cottage. Um, he's going to build you into a palace, where he can come and reside as the King of kings and the Lord of lords in your life. And that's what you want. So guys, hopefully this is a good challenge for you uh, and a good explanation. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed um, the little time that we had on this particular verse. Build altars, pitch tents, and dig wells. Thank you for listening to Training for Manhood. If you found the conversation to be valuable, make sure to rate us where you listen to podcasts. Also, check out additional content on our website, trainingformanhood.com. That's training4manhood.com. Until next time, in the words of King David, be strong and show yourself a man.